Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Two at your service, Chris Ranji on KMOX until 10 o'clock tonight. Hey, how are you doing? I think you're doing well. I'm doing well, too. And I know that you have been out and about. You know, we're still in the middle of this pandemic and don't know exactly when it will be over. But things are open. Businesses are open. Restaurants are open. Fast food places have been, drive through windows have been open pretty much uh, all the way through the pandemic. But now there's there's in, uh, in-house in dining. Um, there are grocery stores you have gone to, and you've probably noticed that the lines are a little bit longer at some stores. Not just grocery stores, but any kind of retail store. You've probably noticed fewer people working. There is a labor shortage in the United States right now, and it's not just here. It's around the world as well. Many sectors are being affected by the pandemic. And to talk about that now with us on KMOX, David Nicholas is the business columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. You can follow him on Twitter at DNickBiz. And David with us now. Thank you for joining us tonight, David. My pleasure, Chris. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling. Well, I I had to because I am very interested. Like many people, you, you're you're out and about in your daily life. You know, you you go to a store and the checkout lines are a little longer than usual, or you go through a drive-through. And in fact, I had a a friend who had uh you know sent a photo, posted a photo on Instagram, and it was like nine thirty at night. And she's in a McDonald's drive-through, and the line is out to the street and down the street a little bit. And I'm thinking, why, first of all, why are you in line for this long? It's not that important. Go somewhere else. Um, and secondly, I, I think part of it has to be the labor shortage. And I'm I'm very fascinated as to why all of this is happening. Can, can you is is there a simple explanation for it? 
Well, there there are a lot of reasons for the for the labor labor shortage. I mean, it starts with uh, it starts with COVID. I mean, last last year, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people who were in public facing jobs, like in in retail and in food service, uh, you know, uh, quit to uh, you know just just decided that they didn't want to take the risk of, of you know being being exposed in that way. Uh, you know, especially older workers, but. Uh, but all ages, and then then there are the childcare problems, um, or having to care for a relative who you know who got uh, got COVID. Um, there were you know a lot of a lot of reasons for for people to drop out of the out of the workforce. Uh, you know, just related to the pandemic itself. Um, and then you know, and we've just had a uh, you know. Coming out of uh, the pandemic, the, the economy is actually booming, and you've got uh, you know a, a lot of employers like like Amazon are paying pretty good wages, and they've been you know they've been uh, you know they've been hiring like uh, like crazy, and so that they're you know they're they're snapping up people who maybe used to work in some of these lower wage uh, industries, and uh, their you know previous employers haven't uh, haven't adjusted yet. Uh, there, there's uh, you know. It's it's going to going to take a while for the the labor market to to figure this out, and that's that's why you've got uh, you know seen restaurants uh, cutting the number of days they're open, cutting their hours, some just closing entirely because they, they decided they you know they they just couldn't find enough help. I think the prevailing thought from the general public is, oh, people are just too lazy to go back to work. They are getting free benefits, so why would I go yep. to work when I can get this for free? Those benefits ended over the summer. The extra benefits right. have been gone for months, even in Missouri. And in Missouri, we're still in, seeing those problems. In Missouri, they've been gone since June. And uh, I, I look at the job numbers pretty close each month when they when they come out, and I could not detect any noticeable uptick in you know in in Missouri. Uh, you know when, when that happened. And uh, now uh, you're not getting those benefits anywhere in the country. They ended in September for uh, for, all, for all states. So uh, that's not a factor anymore. And I I don't think it ever was the the, the major factor. Now it is true that a, a lot of those uh, a lot of those people uh, who left the uh, the workforce uh, during the pandemic um, maybe were older workers and uh, maybe they weren't planning to retire that that soon uh, but they they did and now uh, their house has gone up in value their their 401k has done pretty well so you know they probably are just deciding to stay retired um what i've i've seen a, a figure of uh, it's about 2 2 million more people retired uh, during the past year and a half than would have been you know would have been the normal pace David Nicholas of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch is a business columnist, and he joins us now on KMOX. I was looking at this story from last week. It's just an anecdote, and I I think we have to be very careful about looking at an anecdote, one story, and saying, well, this is ever, this is, this (laughs) defines everything. It defines every possible situation. There's a guy in Florida who was questioning businesses who are saying they can't find help. They can't find anybody to come and work. So he sent out over the course of, I think it was a month or two. No, it was just the month of September. He sent out over 60 applications. 
he got 14 responses and he ended up with mm. just a single interview. When people, when, uh. when, when businesses are saying they cannot find help, how much of that is legitimate concern? Uh, I, I think the, the, the businesses that I've talked to, uh, about this, uh, I think they, they're, they're, I think they are sincerely looking for help. Now it, it may be, you know, they may be getting applicants that aren't, uh, you know, don't have the skills they want or don't have the, uh, you know, don't have the experience they want, but, uh, they're, they're you know, they're really, uh, if you look at, you know, I, I, I'd a lot rather look at uh, numbers than, than, um, than anecdotes and the, right. the, the data do show the number of, the number of job openings has been, has been going up, but uh, you know, even, uh, uh it, it, you know, kind of exceeds the number of people who are officially listed as unemployed at the same time, the, uh, the, the quit rate, the, 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 the number of people who kind of voluntarily leave their job has, 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 is also at a record high. So then what are younger people, for example, who had been, or, yeah. or you know, I, I don't know if you know, we were talking about retirees earlier, but people who are still, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, a, in an earlier part of their careers or their work lives, what are they doing since the benefits, as we talked about earlier, have run out, or at least the extra benefits have run out and unemployment does not last forever. I mean, you reach a point and you stop getting it. So what are well, those that, people that, doing? That's true. I mean, yeah, to, to, to some extent they have a, they have a cushion that they didn't have before because of the, uh, you know, all those, the stimulus checks that the, uh, that the government sent out, uh, uh, last year and this year. Uh, so that, that's maybe allowed them to, you know, be a, l- a little bit pickier in the, in their job search, take, you know, take a little bit longer, uh, in, in between, um, but uh, I, I, I don't, I don't uh, think the, you know, the number of, uh, of, of younger people who have dropped out of the, uh, completely dropped out of the labor force is, is, uh, is all that high. There, there, there may be some, you know, in, in two earner families where if, uh, you know, the, uh, because of the strong job market, perhaps one, one of, one spouse got a, uh, you know, a, a higher paying, uh, more, uh, you know, more stable job. Um, you know, for instance, maybe going from, uh, the, the uh, a, a, a retail job to a, an Amazon type, type position where it comes with benefits and, and, uh, and, and steady hours. And, and maybe the, uh, the, the second spouse, uh, uh, decides to quit, uh, you know, part-time job, leave, leave the workforce, uh, you know, again, to deal with those, those childcare issues or, or elder care issues, uh, the, those are those are very real and the, the daycares uh, are not not all uh, all open yet and they've got uh, they've got worker shortages too so they're not uh, you know they're not adding new you know they're not taking more children in many cases um, that's certainly a part of the issue yeah uh, David Nicholas of the st. Louis Post dispatch business columnist is visiting with us now and I, I've got a friend who um, up until recently for many years was I'm not going to name the the franchise, but uh, he ran several fast food restaurants. There were six or seven Mm -hmm. of them in Chicago that he ran and he's moving away and no longer doing that. But I remember him saying before the pandemic happened that if they had to raise the wages for his employees, they just weren't going to be able to hire as many people. How much how much of that is it seems to be a lot of fear mongering there or is there a 
a real fear of that for a lot of businesses that they just can't no, the, afford to raise wages. There is a there is real upward pressure on wages for sure. I mean, when when, you know, when, when Target uh, says it's going to pay fifteen dollars an hour, that puts a, you know that puts a lot of pressure on the you know the, the smaller retailer that's maybe maybe paying ten or eleven dollars an hour, and it's going to make it hard for for them to. Uh, keep their help, and you know Amazon is paying. They're starting people at eighteen dollars an hour, and they're and, and and they're hiring right right now for the for the holiday uh, shipping season. So the, the 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 pressure is really there. I, I think you know it's 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 causing uh, especially those small businesses to sort of reexamine their business model and can they raise wages and raise prices? Um, some cases yes, and in some cases no. They know that uh, their customers would would go elsewhere if they if they raise prices too much. Is there a simple so David? Is there a simple solution for it then? Um, well, no, I, I think, uh, two, two things are going to have to happen for, 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 for us to stop hearing so much about the, uh, the labor shortage. One is, uh, get, getting COVID under control. Um, I, you know, I think once, uh, once those, uh, those childcare issues and those health related concerns, uh, fade, and then I think you, you will see some people coming back into the labor force. And the other is it's, it's, it's just going to take time for, uh, for wages to adjust for those, you know, employers, maybe a, a small, a small restaurant, uh, to decide, Hey, yeah, we're, we're going to have to pay our, our people a lot more. We're going to raise prices. We're maybe going to have, you know, cater to a, a, a different kind of kind of clientele go you know there are a lot of you know, kind of individual decisions that that, uh, that that will have to be made and as I said we've already seen some you know especially restaurants uh, cl- uh, cut back their hours uh, some retailers are doing this too cut back their hours or cut back their, their days of, of the week they're open um, those are the decisions they're making in response to market pressures. But ultimately, wages are uh, are going up, and that is the uh, that is the good news for uh, for workers. Yeah, it, it is. And and David, you mentioned uh, the holiday season coming up here, and so yeah. people are already worried about the supply chain and you know being able to get Christmas gifts. And we've we've heard a lot about that over the last couple of weeks. How real of a problem is that, and what can because this is a worldwide issue, the supply chain issue is worldwide. Yeah. It's not just the United yeah. States. So what can this country do to help alleviate that as best as possible? That's a big one. Uh, there there uh, you know, it's going to have to be a, a lot of actions on a, on a lot of fronts. I mean, uh, first, uh, you know, get the uh, the virus under control and help other countries get the get the coronavirus under control because uh the uh, you know the the, the semiconductor crisis for instance is you know has you know it's at its root it's partly a shipping problem but it's at its root is uh a lot of the, the factories in uh, you know in, in countries in in asia had to shut down or or cut back their their uh, hours because of uh you know wor- workers uh, coming down with the with covid if if we can't get uh, the you know the the bring the bring the infection numbers down in in countries like uh, like Vietnam, Taiwan, um, South Korea, then then we're not we're not going to solve that that particular part of the supply chain crunch. David, I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's also uh, you know our, our ports are uh, you know 
Uh, yeah. President Biden just got, convinced the, the, the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach to, to run 24-7. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, that has to coordinate with the trucking companies and everything else. There's a lot of uh, a lot of pieces of the puzzle that have to be moved around to, to get this uh, thing running better. David, I appreciate your time tonight. I, I know there's a, there's a lot going on, so you certainly have been busy and will continue to be, I would I would figure, here for the next several months. So thank you for your time this evening. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Thanks, Chris. That's David Nicholas of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch business columnist. And, you know, he's right. The microchip shortage is a big reason uh, a lot of things are not available. A lot of products aren't being made. In fact, uh, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who is a car dealer, owns a car dealership in the northern suburbs in Illinois, and actually talked to him about buying a car. And he said, look, we got 12 cars on the lot. We have 12 new cars on the lot, and we don't know when we're getting any more in. I wouldn't even bother trying to buy a car for six months, at least. He said, I could sell you one now if you want, but I recommend waiting until we get into next year, and hopefully that shortage will uh, dissipate a little bit. But this is a worldwide issue. We're going to be dealing with this for quite some time. I want you to hear something that happened at a football game. And it wasn't Tom Brady breaking a record. It's something completely different and amazing. And you need to hear that next. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Via Twitter, I am told 
that Belle's father, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, crazy old Maurice, remember Maurice? That he would be most likely to lose the house because of a gambling debt. And here's the tweet. His decision-making and compromising in that movie were less than analytical. He was already wasting all their money on half-baked inventions. You have to feel he'd be the type to talk about 10-leg parlays and lose his butt day trading more than once. Bell's mom is gone because she couldn't take it anymore. All Bell has is old hand-me-down books. Great point. That is a great point. This poor lady wants to see the world. All she gets, dusty old books, probably have mold in them. That's a thing that can happen to books, you know. They can become moldy. Uh, Another person suggests that Goofy probably still, because he has a painkiller addiction. Where Where are you getting this stuff? Where are you people coming up with this? I thought Goofy might have a problem gambling, but I don't think he's got a painkiller addiction. Another person says uh, Winnie the Pooh because he has an addictive personality. Think of all that honey that he's got to have. Right? The dude's always looking for honey. Another great point. See, those are the kind of things that I'm looking for here on KMOX. Uh, you're welcome to tweet at me, at Chris Ranji. Something really great happened at a football game on Sunday. It was the Ravens taking on Cincinnati. And as you know, uh, one of the great fun things to do at a sporting event, have a beverage or two. If you're an adult, of course. Well, if you're a 21-year-old adult, so everybody in this room is allowed to imbibe. Um, If you are under 21, you are not. And I do not recommend it until you become 21, in which case you should do so responsibly. A uh, young lady had had probably too many of those beverages at this game. And here we pick up the broadcast, WBAL, which is the... Uh, team broadcast for the Baltimore Ravens. And you'll hear Jerry Sandusky, not that one, (laughs) most unfortunate name in sports. Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. Uh, Jerry Sandusky and Femi Iambindejo are the broadcast team here. And we'll pick it up here. Uh, Well, you can listen to what happened. Boyd has it for a short gain out to the 34-yard line. Again, impressive coverage what, by what, Anthony what, what Avery. Are doing? What are you doing? Third down and six. Burrow in the shotgun. Ravens bunch six along the defensive front. Burrow takes the snap. Blitz pressure coming. He's flushed in the pocket. Throws deep near side. It is broken up. Complete at the 40-yard line. T. Higgins was the target. Anthony Averett had great coverage, and that is going to force the punt team on. If you were listening, you heard Femi say, what are you doing, what are you doing? He was not talking to the players or the coaches. We actually had a fan who was trying to climb into the broadcast booth. She said, I'm a veteran, and I'm looking for a drink. 
Yeah, I don't serve uh, drinks at the game. I might make some cocktails at home, but this is not the right time or place. You just never know what's going to pop up or who's going to show up on game day. Let this be a lesson to all the broadcast teams of all sports. So uh, those of you who broadcast Cardinals games or Blues games, just have an open bar. Just have an open bar ready to go in case a a lady, and by the way, thank you for your service, uh, in case she decides to climb into the booth. And I'm imagining that she's climbing up into the booth. And you know there are some situations in stadiums around the country where uh, the broadcast booth is there. They have the counter in front of them. And then right below them, less than a couple of feet away, are people. So it would be very easy for her to climb up into their booth looking for a Jack and Ginger or a Crown and Coke or a Bud Light or whatever it is that she drinks. Um, Up until maybe soon, I don't know, maybe someday broadcast booths will (laughs) have booze for the fans. But as of right now, folks, do not climb into the booth and ask John Rooney for an ice-cold beverage, or a ham sandwich, because they don't have any of those for you. We'll talk to Tom Ackerman, KMOX Sports. He is the sports director here for this fine, fine station. And uh, we'll talk to him about the Blues. And the Blues had a little bit of news earlier today, so we'll discuss that with him and the new Cardinals manager. That's next on At Your Service. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Oh, it's pretty good for the Blues right now. They have not lost a game. My word, things are going well for the St. Louis Blues. And uh, this on a day uh, that we find out earlier that things are not going well for the Blackhawks. They're not playing well at all. But on top of it, they have internal issues. Stan Bowman, the general manager, stepping down um, because of some things happening there. Some pretty bad things uh, actually happening there. Um, But here in St. Louis... Things are going well for the Blues. Got a couple of home games coming up. The Blackhawks are going to be one of those teams on Saturday. They also have Colorado coming up on Thursday. So that should be a great matchup 
here in St. Louis to talk about the Blues. And we'll get into the Cardinals and their new manager that was introduced uh, just this week. Tom Ackerman is the sports director here at KMOX. You can follow him on Twitter at Ackerman1120. Tom, how you doing? Chris, I'm doing well. It's great to have you on the radio station. How are you? I'm well, I'm doing really well. And uh, the Blues are doing really well. And they've there there was some newsworthy stuff that happened today. We'll get into in a moment. But first, let's talk about the way they're playing. And I, you know, I almost wonder because of how well they were playing pre-pandemic, if that layoff affected them. In, in a negative way, like it didn't affect maybe some of the other teams because they came out of it and they just weren't quite the same. This year, with a fresh start, it looks like maybe that assessment was correct, that this team is just really, really good. It's a good team, and, and you know, as you just alluded to, they're not playing with a full roster either. I mean, it seems like every game there's been something going on. Um, so it, it's a very nice team. I mean, they started off with a win at Colorado. Again, Colorado was shorthanded without McKinnon Landeskog. They go to Arizona. They win against a team that's not very good, but has had their number. And Butchnevich got knocked out of that game by his own doing. Um, so they had to play a little shorthanded there, but still got it done. Uh, they finish off that road trip with a terrific win at Vegas. And then they come home and win back to backs against LA. And I was at the game Saturday night, which I have to admit, I got a touch emotional just inside when I walked into the building and saw the crowd. And I know that they were amped by the crowd and played a terrific game. I mean, one of the better games I've ever seen them play in person when they won that game seven, three, and then they win the game last night, three to nothing. So, they're five and zero and a legit five and zero, and you know they're playing with good goaltending, really good goaltending. They're playing with good defense, especially the last few games, and their forwards are deep. And then there's this guy who wears ninety one, who has just shown up and played with a big smile on his face and a little feistiness and. You know, Vladimir Tarasenko is the X factor. If he's playing like that, they're going to be really good. So, you know, it's a blue team that I think will be one of the contenders in the NHL. I think they've shown that they're strong on special teams. And in just about every phase of the game, they continue to improve. And and it's early, but the signs are very good for the Blues. Yeah, Tom, that that top shelf goal, the one he had where he juked, and then uh, you know usually you're you're waiting for that uh, you know for that big shot from him, and that's how he typically scores. But then he does that last night, and it's not something you you see from him all that often. But this is you know right now the way he's playing. And the feeling you have about him compared to the way you felt about the whole Tarasenko thing just a couple of months ago. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about that dichotomy. You know, you were like, man, he wants out. He doesn't want to be here anymore. And now he's playing like this and seems to be comfortable. Is, is it a situation where he is happy where he is? Or is he just going out there and playing and whatever happens, happens? I think it's both. I think he is happy in the moment. And I think that he when he feels healthy, uh, has a lot of confidence. And I'm sure that he also has motivation and that he wants to show everybody that he's still a great player and that his career is going to be long and successful. But, you know, when you say or feel like you want to be traded or you want to change the scenery, I don't know if that necessarily goes away. 
So maybe that is still brewing inside of him, and it's possible that he will be dealt. But if I'm Doug Armstrong, I mean, I'm not sending him anywhere right at this very moment. I mean, I'm right. I'm enjoying this uh, for all that I can. And, and I, if I'm a Blues fan, I enjoy Vladimir Tarasenko right now in this very moment as long as he possibly can. And, and, and for Army, I would wait until the right deal were to come along if I were to deal Tarasenko. But he does look very happy. I love the crowd response on Saturday and equally on Monday when they were chanting his name as the number one star, he was fantastic and, you know, almost had a hat trick too. He, he fired one there late that, that was snagged. So he's playing a great game and it's not just his goal scoring ability, but he's been, as I said, angry and kind of feisty at times on the ice. I love it when he went after Petrangelo defending his teammate. I, I just really like the play of this guy. I love the look in his eye. And in some of his media zooms, he, he gets asked a question, puts a little smirk on his face. I mean, he understands, he knows, and and he cares a lot about St. Louis. I do know that and love the fans very much. I just don't know. I don't know what the future holds. So for right now, I think I'm just kind of enjoying it and hoping that he stays around. Because if this is the Tarasenko that the Blues are going to get, uh, they're going to be dangerous. And they will be fighting with Colorado and Vegas to the top of the West if this is the Blues team that we've seen. Tom Ackerman visiting with us, and the news we got from earlier today, Ryan O'Reilly, he's on the COVID list. How long are they going to be without him, and uh, do, do we know yet if it's going to affect anybody else? I mean, I guess it's one of those things where you you just assume somebody else might uh, might be affected here, but we don't really know those things yet. Yeah, boy, you just hope that we were done with this, but it, you know, it's not. I mean, this virus is here, and, and it's going to be here for a while, and, and everybody in the world plays a part in this, not to get too you know, philosophical or political on you. I'm just going to say that you know, this virus is not going away until t- people take precaution, and, and, and I'm not saying that any of the Blues didn't. I'm just saying that, um, in general, if, if you want the world to correct itself, and everyone's got to play a part in this, and, and we'll get to have the sports and the entertainment and everything that we want. And along the way, we're just going to have to accept the fact that uh, we're going to be cautious in sports and put players in protocol. It's going to happen, especially with these indoor sports. It'll happen with basketball, unfortunately, and it is going to happen in hockey. And I don't know how long Ryan will be out. Um, COVID protocol is, you know, just what they say. It's, you know, the blues have the day off today, so he's not, or nor are they speaking about it to my knowledge, but, um, you know, they'll be back and, and we'll try to try to see what's next. Uh, Brandon Saad also on that COVID list and it was revealed that he was positive. Um, we've seen this already with Colorado with Nathan McKinnon. So I think it's just something you have to deal with and hope that you have the depth to handle it. And apparently the blues do. I mean, they have looked really good. This is a big test here. Now your captain's out. But the Blues have forwards. We know that. I mean, I, I've, I've watched them line after line, shift after shift to deliver. I, I, I have zero complaints about the Blues forwards thus far. Tom, you've got a piece up on KMOX.com, an interview with the new manager of the Cardinals, Ali Marmol. Uh, you, you know, your thoughts on that hiring after the surprise firing of Mike Schilt? It was a surprise firing because I felt – pretty close to the situation and knowing that in almost every sports team, Chris, there's some sort of difference of opinion 
But for something to get to that point where you had a wild card game that was lost, everybody goes home and like, let's have meetings and sort of regroup and figure out what 22 looks like to Mike Schild is gone. Uh, it is jarring, but it also told me, and I felt this way the, the day that it happened, I felt like Ollie would probably get the job. Uh, they moved so fast that it, in, in my mind, they already had their choice. And so that was either going to be somebody that was going to come in from the outside that I wasn't aware of. And I, I didn't know if Skip Schumacher was, was that big of a candidate to just come in and take the job away from two people internally who I thought could probably handle it in Marmel and Clap. Nor did I think that Matt Holiday, although I love Matt Holiday, was that big of a candidate that that was the guy. It, like in my, the, the way I read what was going on, just looking at them and trying to, to read between the lines, they had their guy. So I assumed that that person was Marmel with Clap having an outside chance also. But Marmel is Schultz's right-hand man. He's very well-respected. He knows the game itself. He's been with the Cardinals since 07, so he knows all about who they are and what they do. And they want, they use this word a lot in the presser yesterday, collaborative uh, feel here uh, throughout. And that's kind of a, a normal thing in business. I, I, mean, I think you want everybody on the same page. So they felt like you know, Marmel was that person. Not that Mike Schultz was a bad manager or bad guy. I mean, they, they really liked Mike. I just think that the way that things are said sometimes and the way that you look at an organization you know, it's probably something that John Mozeliak had an eye on for a long time. And he's a pretty smart guy, uh, intuitive, and just kept an eye on it. And then I'm sure something was said in that staff meeting or around that time that threw a red flag up in the air and they had the hard discussion. I am certain this was not easy because he's a popular guy in the clubhouse. I think among most fans, some fans didn't like him, but I think most fans like Mike Schilt. Great, great guy. Um, but ultimately, you got to make a tough decision, and they had to do that. And and then attempted to take the high road, and it got a little clunky on their end. I thought Mike did a really nice job on his end taking the high road, but they both tried to not get into what the issue was and try to move forward for their benefit and for his benefit. So it's, it's kind of, kind of where we are. I think that, you know, they should be okay. Marmol seems like a, a really intelligent dude and he's been around the organization for a long time. So uh, hopefully he does really well here, but it's got to be about the roster more than anything else. It is. Uh, it, the pressure is on John Mosellock and Ollie Marmol and Bill DeWitt, although Bill isn't in any jeopardy of losing his job. He's the owner of the team. Uh, but the pressure is on those individuals to be good. I mean, you're going right into a situation where this Cardinals team is good and they have a chance to add to a good roster and the expectations are there. This team should be in contention for not only the division title, but for the pennant. And in this city, whether it's right or not, and I think it's right, managers are judged on if they win a world series. If you look through the history, they won 11 of them and Every single person listening to this right now, if you're a Cardinals fan, you've experienced one, most likely, unless you're nine years old. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, you've experienced a world championship at some point in your life. And so, you know, the managers 
are ultimately judged on that, and so will Ali. And and I I think for him to say yesterday that a world championship is the goal is the absolute right thing to say. It's not making a wild card. It's not making the postseason. It's putting another flag up there in right field. That's what you're supposed to do. And the Cardinals have done that themselves. They're the ones who pushed that whole statement. All they every single time you turn around, it's the 11 time world champs. It's we're putting a World Series trophy 30 feet tall in the middle of Ballpark Village. It is part of the culture here, winning championships. And so, yes, there will be a lot of pressure on this team to do it, but I think they have the team to do it with a couple of additions. And then just back to Marmol, he is very well respected in that room. That was a big part of it, personality, the seamless transition, players know him. But also, and I believe him, he's, he's very smart, he understands what the Cardinals are trying to do with information. Mike Schilt also gathered the same information and appreciated it. I think this is about how you use the information moving forward and that everybody is on the same page. And that's where they feel they are with, with Marble. That does not make him a yes man. That makes him somebody who understands what this team is trying to accomplish. And that's the, I think that's the only way you win a championship you have healthy conversations, but ultimately you are all on the same page. Got a conversation with David Freeze. We'll hear tomorrow. Yes. David Freeze is going to join me tomorrow morning at eight twenty. You know, tenth anniversary of Game Six. I was trying to think of somebody that I could have on the show, Chris. Mm. So I found this guy, David Freeze. We'll see if he's got anything. I'm not really sure, but we'll we'll see if he has anything to say. Did he have no, anything I, to do with that know. game or series? Or <laughs> I'm not. It's been so long. I'm not really you sure. Know what? But, but I'm gonna look him up. I'll look him you up. Look him up. Yeah. I, I think he he might have had something to do with that day. Yeah. But I know that he was there, and he'll tell us what he saw. Ah, you know so what? I'm I'm very excited. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm googling around. It. it turns out it was kind of important. So I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to hearing what he says about it. Yeah, he's um, yeah. I'm happy that he's doing it. It will not be a long visit. It's total information AM. It's a pretty fast paced show, but we're going to carve out a good you know six or seven minutes for him to tell the story about that actual moment, Game Six, delivering the triple, delivering the home run, and everything that that went into that, and then of course the aftermath, just the insanity uh, of of, of keeping the season alive and going to game seven the next day. Crazy. Tom, appreciate your time tonight. Go to bed. I appreciate it. Always good to have you on Camel Wax. Have <laughs> it's, a good one. It's always good to be here. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. That is Tom Ackerman, sports director here at KMOX. I'm Chris Ranji. When we come back, uh, I will tell you what producer Matt has in common with a murderer. That's on KMOX. <laughs> Our producer, Matt Pajeski, is back on Twitter. He rejoined Twitter. He was away for a while, and he is back. Joined in October of 2021. How about that? Well, guess who else joined Twitter in October of 2021? John Hinckley Jr. Uh, Yeah, if you haven't heard the name before, uh, John Hinckley Jr. uh, made an attempt on the life of Ronald Reagan when he was the president. He ended up wounding a couple of police officers and a Secret Service agent and uh, James Brady, uh, who was on 
uh, Ronald's staff, Reagan's staff, and uh, paralyzed him. And eventually, 30 years later, he died of his injuries, complications from those injuries can last a, a long time. And that's how he ended up dying. So technically, John Hinckley is a murderer. And he's on Twitter. And guess what else? He's a performer. He's a singer-songwriter. And his Twitter account, it's all about that. He's talking about his music, and he wants to start performing live. And there are some bands that if you go to his Twitter account and look, uh, are responding to him and reaching out and saying, hey, let's collaborate. This is no joke. John Hinckley is on Twitter. That's a, and, and it's odd. He's like a, he, he's acting like a, just a regular guy. And I guess he is, aside from the thing where he tried to kill a president, uh, which is kind of a very big thing. It's one of those things. I saw the Twitter account last week and I thought that can't be real. Oh, it's real. And it's him. We're also getting news about another serial killer. Well, I guess technically Hinckley's not a serial killer, but John Wayne Gacy was. He's dead now. But he operated out of Chicago, killed multiple people. A family in North Carolina, uh, according to the Associated Press, just found out that their son, who they thought left the family just because he didn't want to be part of the family anymore, um, he left the family, uh, but apparently he was murdered by Gacy and they just found out. It was just discovered 40 years later. How about that? Uh, by the way, Gacy used to hang out at the same tavern in Chicago that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer hung out at. Also a serial killer. LNL Tavern on Belmont and Clark. I used to live around the corner from it. Dahmer used to hang out and stare at kids across the street at Dunkin' Donuts. That's no lie. Hey, what a way to end a show. Uh, thanks to Matt. Thanks to Michael, Tom, David, and Ryan. I'm Chris Ranji. This is KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 